Welcome to the Innovation Roundtable Insights Podcast. This episode was recorded in Copenhagen during the 2018 Innovation Roundtable Summit, where our colleague Mark sat down with Arlie Mosen, head of Access Labs at Roche. During the conversation, Arlie covers how to use design thinking to foster creativity in organizations, including what is required from leadership, teams, and individuals. Furthermore, she stresses the importance of having the right mindset to innovate and highlights the key elements of trust and diversity in order to achieve successful collaborations. So, um, Aurélie, thank you for being here at this backstage studio at the Innovation Roundtable Summit. Could you uh, briefly start off this interview by describing who you are and who you work for? Yeah, thank you, Mark. Yes, so I'm Aurélie Moser. I'm, as a training, I'm a pharmacist in health economics. And I work for the past 15 years in the healthcare sector, both in affiliate in France and in global position, uh, mostly in, in Switzerland. Um, and I have, a, I'm, let's say, double-hatted. I'm a functional in terms of strategy. So I have a background on how to design the launch strategy called pricing and access in our field. So what is the price of a drug and how we could make it funded. And from that, I moved to the field of innovation four years ago uh, with um, a, a statement from our leadership team, which is the change of tomorrow cannot be solved off uh, by the tools that we use yesterday. Right. So that's how I enter the field of innovation four years ago. And it's what I'm doing now as a head of Access Lab, where we help teams for complex challenge uh, across multiple drugs and multiple markets to from a problem to come up with a tested solution. That's very nice. And uh, a very broad question to otherwise start off with. Yeah. Um, you've worked within innovation for the past four years, yeah. as you said. Could you um, briefly describe the, um, the larger innovation framework in your company? Yes, so I think um, that few components. The first one I would say is around creativity. Okay, we are we are doing drugs and diagnostic components, so we are a very scientific driven company, data fact based, and we need to help people to be more comfortable with creativity. And because I don't think that people are creative or not. I mean, yes, but everyone could come up with good idea, but they need to be guided to make it happen. Uh, so it's a big part of the framework, how we guide creativity. I could um, explain you later uh, what we have into this part. The second part is around um, prototyping. Okay, how you do prototype in healthcare? What does that mean? So we are investing in a lot of time to see how we could help people, people to prototype and then test. For us in healthcare, we have a, a very highly regulated uh, industry uh, when it comes to a, any drug need to be approved by um, EMA or FDA to be launched. And also to interact with our customer is highly regulated, right? We cannot go, tomorrow I cannot go to a physician and ask uh, feedback, right? Um, so how you do testing in this specific uh, situation? Um, so we have find ways around within the legal framework uh, to make it better and quicker. And we do use a lot the affiliate because they are the one who know and connect with the customer. Yes. So um, in terms of this um, experiment experimentation or, yeah. or what you call it, how do you how do you select test users, for example? 
So for us, um, let's say we have a challenge. We will select a team, and this team will be the test uh, test users. Yeah. Um, so for example, if we do a project with France and Germany, there will be so the French and the German affiliate will be the one to interact and do the testing. Yeah. So okay. that's yes. that's the plan. And you mentioned this part about how to, for, uh, about fostering creativity in the in the ideation phase. Yeah. And then you also mentioned that Access Labs also deals with the um, prototyping and moving forward yeah. with that. Uh, how how far along do you actually follow these um, these projects? Do you follow them all the way to commercialization? No, no, we follow them for um, until we have a good sense that a solution could be implemented. So in terms of de-risking and collecting evidence, that's where we stop. So it, the lens depends on the pace of the experiment. But our goal is one, as a team in the market is, let's say, 70, 80% certain that it's going to work. Then our role, we... we leave the project we keep as a core activity to share with other countries right because my our goal is to um, not have to do I mean to save time and resource for affiliate to not go through the overall experiment if one country having a similar situation have already done that so how you replicate how you, you scale up. So that's what I would do as global, but I will let the, the affiliate further evolve on their project. Yes. And how do you share these kind of best practices? Yeah, I mean, we have a, we are a global organization, so we have platform, so IT platform, where we could share outcomes. And here, a small detail, but it's not, it's, you have to translate, right? If something is happening in German for a testing purpose, you have to translate in English so everyone could access to that. So the IT platform and also we help and coach um, colleagues during global or regional meetings. So we will not only showcase with one or two affiliate what the experiment and the ID is, but we also coach country willing to do the same thing, how they could make it happen. So, okay, assuming you want to take the same ID, how are you going to prototype what are the key assumptions you need to answer and how and with who you're going to test it so that's our role as global yes i want to go back to what you said um in the start of this interview where you said that we can't to do innovation you can't use the methods of tomorrow so what kind of methods do you use at access labs to really foster creativity so on the creativity we use pen and i really like the i, I attend the, the training on sketch Pen is a fantastic tool to help people to be more creative, right? It's engaged the right and the left brain. So I'm very passionate on that. I'm trained as a visual strategist. So we will help people to not look at slide, but walk around, sketch, use post-it. And it's a very simple tool, uh, not of tomorrow perhaps, but it's highly efficient, at least in, my, in our context. Uh, so pen and the, the space. Um, we don't do meeting sitting, right? And it's something that most people are not used to. Uh, and so those combination of the pen and the space make them in a different comfort zone, let's say. So that helps them to think differently. So pen and space is one part. And then I'm very um, uh, passionate about looking outside healthcare. Healthcare 
has said for the past 20 years, we are different than everybody else because we have highly compliant and legal framework. So we don't look at what is happening, kind of. And now I think in most cases, if you bring business model from outside healthcare, it's a fantastic inspiration for the teams. Fantastic. So I'm doing that a lot. So I'm always looking for storytelling on business model because it helps a lot the teams to, to think in a different way. Could you come with an example of drawing such analogies from one? Yeah, I mean, I could comment on uh, Michelin. Michelin Digital, uh, Michelin, sorry, Michelin French, Michelin, uh, Digital Transformation. Um, it's a good example I use recently with the diagnostic uh, teams. So Michelin, they sell tires, right? Um, and you could say we sell diagnostic uh, product. But the business model around the tires could be totally different, totally different to help to really address the customer needs, uh, and uh, um, pains and delights um, without necessarily changing the product. Um, they have a very, let's say, um, offering looking at flea manager, how you could not only address one specific need, so tires, but the whole needs of this customer. And it's a very good example for diagnostics. So it helps team to think of how they could, on top of the product they have, develop a new business model addressing more needs of their customer. Interesting. And in a, we spoke about methods in terms of uh, fostering creativity before. Yeah. Um, what about going back to methods um, about moving after the ideation phase, about uh, yeah. you know, moving the, uh, the idea forward? So idea forward, for me, I think um, then what is very important is that the team speaks the same language, especially if the test will last for longer that we are happening for us. So I always like to train on the same tools and so everybody speaks the same. So for example, we to design the ID, we use the business model canvas, value proposition canvas. I really like that. Um, and then for testing, we, we use, let's say, a Kanban board with all what we need to learn and what is the progress of the testing. Yes. Um, I think it's very important to be both on the creativity, yeah, let's say, it's open, it's more fluid, but then when it comes to testing, you have to bring a lot of discipline, right? And you have to be to do both in a very intelligent manner. And it's the same people and the same And the teams. same people yes. and the same teams, yeah. Okay. And um, now you mentioned this, this aspect of fostering creativity, getting posters up on the, the wall and this notion of space, which is very interlinked in my head, at least, with the design thinking. Yeah. And I know it's something you make use of in, yeah. in Access Labs. Yeah. <clears throat> Could you briefly describe uh, what that's all about? Yeah, I think uh, for us, what I love, I mean, design thinking is, is fantastic method for us. We don't have designer. We have 100,000 people, but we don't have one single designer in-house, right? So you need to bring the method that will help everyone to be a designer, kind of. Uh, I really like the empathy part, really looking at what does my customer feel. So the feeling part is very important uh, to me because usually we assume we know our customer and we only look at the, very, the top of the iceberg when it comes to their needs. So design thinking helped me to push team to have a more holistic view of the customer. 
And then the process, you know, I mean, it's very easy to understand. You don't need, and also you don't need to be trained in design thinking to attend a design thinking workshop as an attendee. So everybody could contribute. So that's also something I really like about the method. Yes. Um, some of the things that we um, find are highly interrelated at our workshops uh, are these notions of being agile, yeah. lean startup methodology, and, uh, and design thinking. Um, could you briefly maybe put forward your thoughts on, on how these um, interlink with each other? Yeah. Um, usually, I mean, it's A, I don't think one method is the answer, right? Mm -hmm. Fit for purpose for me means it's a combination depending on the problem, right? Uh, and those methods are exactly what we, um, the mix we do. Uh, for me, for example, we discussed design thinking. Agile for me is more in the execution phase for more during the testing, A, and also could be a day-to-day -day way of working. And it's two different things. And people tend to, to mix. So what I mean by that, in the testing, I really like to have, really like I say, um, a Kanban board or, um, yes, a Scrum board to follow what is happening. I think it's very useful. When it comes to daily practice, it's also something we try to foster to have team more agile, right? Uh, but then you have the issue of the space. I could comment on that later. You need the space to do it. I'd like yeah? To, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, working agile for me means a different um, ways of working physically, right? You, idea you have team rooms, you have a wall as working space, to mention two parts, right? In my building, beautiful building, wall are more an art space, or at least it's not a working space. And last, like most corporate, we like uh, meeting rooms, right? So to give you an example, we push to have more uh, scrum and agile ways of working. When we do a weekly, we don't do daily stand-up meeting, but a weekly stand-up meeting, if you use physical space, you book a meeting room, you put your post-it, And then at the end, you take a photo and you have to get rid of the post-it. So if you do that, you lose the benefit of the short <laughs> speed of the stand-up meeting, right? So we are looking at ways to make it happen. You have ways, you know, digital tool or rolling boards. But you have to plan that when you do a agile transformation, right? Because it's where we are at Roche. Uh, but the space is not helping us to foster that for the moment. So you have to plan this part also. Yeah, okay. In terms of um, using design thinking, how do you ensure uh, large-scale um, success on the market uh, for Roche um, when you're really making use of like small-scale user-centered research? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and we don't have yet the whole answer. I think the way I see it, we are still having, uh, when it comes to, to commercialization, different situation in different countries, right? So it's more an archetype of country. So it's not one strategy worldwide. So what we do is uh, we select the field test, like an affiliate, hoping that it will be scale up. So it will correspond to an archetype of country where many countries could correspond to this affiliate. So that's how we do 
it's not perfect, so it's it, it's a good question. I don't have all the answer, but I think for me, selecting the way the place you test and also the the, the test user is very is key to after scale up or yeah. yes. And before the interview started, we we briefly uh, mentioned this uh, this notion of um, of uh, of teams and people. Yeah. Uh, and I'll start off with people. Um, having people work in this highly iterative manner um, that they do in uh, in agile and design thinking and so on. Um, how do you how do you how do you which skills and capabilities hmm. do you feel are needed here? It's a good question. Um, for me, it's. <sighs> It's a lot about the mindset, you know, um, because capability, you can easily train people. I mean, Scrum or Agile, it's very easy to understand. But if you, you have to have the right mindset and believe it's the right way forward, right? So invest time in training and using it. Uh, so the, I would say a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset is, is key to me. Collaboration is key. I mean, you cannot uh, work isolated so collaboration is key and trust that goes hand in hand um, I would say um, people who has a holistic view or a system approach are usually uh, a key contributor when it comes to ideation but you also need people who are in the detail you know when you do testing so I think I would not say there is one perfect, um, I'm not talking about entrepreneur, I'm talking about the team mm. I am helping. I think key is the mindset for them, to collaboration and trust, and then you have to bring diversity, you know. You need to have the, I don't know, if you use disk or color inside MBTI, you really have to have every profile in the team. Depending on when you are, they will help the team the most. And um, so we've spoken about the individual capabilities and the teams now. Um, what about which leadership capabilities are, are needed? Yeah. I mean, trust, again, to give space and time to the team to create. Um, and, I mean, as an intrapreneur, I usually say you have to be schizophrenic, right? You have to work in one way and promote a way of working and push a team. And you have to translate that to your senior management in KPI and budget review and so on. So with the leader, the, the more they understand your way of working, the better it helps the entrepreneur. So leadership will be give us trust, uh, move away from controlling, because a lot of controlling mechanism is a waste of time and energy. Um, that's what I would look for. Yes. And um, going a bit away from teams and going back to this maybe design thinking focus um, or this iterative focus, which kind of projects do you feel that these iterative methodologies and so on work on? And, and would you, in your experience, say that there are some, some projects they simply don't work on? Huh. I have no experience on projects where it's not working because I think it's very important to, before you start, uh, decide what you need to solve, right? So you're not going to, to use a big machine just to do a hole, right? So it's the same here. So um, I never had not working because I think we select the project where we feel we could add a value. Um, I, it's a bit of buzzword design thinking, but 
it cannot harm, I would say, but perhaps it's an unnecessary path where a best practice sharing, so just looking at what is best in one specific project is enough, you know, if it's not super complex, if we have been successful, why not looking at what others have done? So that would be my recommendation to the team. Okay. And you said uh, in the beginning that you've worked in innovation for four years, yeah. so, um, which is a long time. But how, have you seen the innovation field change in the years you've worked there? And what do you see the innovation field moving to in the next decade? Or so? Yeah, I think a lot. it's moving fast, like the entire world. Um, for me, um, I think it was, at the beginning, I would say two things. One is... At least in healthcare, for example, Scrum. I tried to use and pushed him to use a Kanban board four years ago. Big pushback. Nobody knew what Scrum is. It is it a disease? No, it's not a disease. It's a tool, right? Now everybody is talking about Scrum and Agile. Okay, four years. So it's a big uh, um, uh, progress. Also, design thinking was tend to be at least in my field. Oh yes. Uh, it's for the fun. So the fun and those brainstorming mecha uh, mechanism was feel as sometimes unnecessary because we know what we do. We did that for the past 20 years and blah, blah, blah. Now people realize that they have to change the way they work. So I think the, the respect for those methods is much higher. Um, and also, I believe also because the field is more becoming more disciplined. Uh, I explain what I mean. I think we were for a long time very good at ideation, but putting method in testing was less, um, at least, um, common. And because we do both, now people see the benefit, you know. I think what people hate the most is doing a design thinking workshop two days and nothing happened afterwards, right? So you should never do that because it's not good for you, it's not good for the team, and it's not good for the field of innovation. Yes, and getting this respect, as you said, for these um, for these uh, methods, um, is that something you do by, for example, having a two day uh, design sprint workshop? Or yeah. a, yes. So uh, yes, we do. I, I lead sprints or two days uh, training workshop for me, um, and I don't do training. I think it's also very important, at least to me. I think those me doing training. Okay, it's nice. People will say, I learn how to use, to design thinking, but they will never ever use in their job. They have to be coached to do it. So I really move away and really, um, gently say no to many training propositions because I think the best way is to apply that to a concrete challenge, right? If people have a problem, they use those innovation methods and they find a solution, then they see the benefit of working in a different way. So I would say to your question, no training, but to apply on a challenge uh, and make sure that you use the method on the right challenge. If it's not needed, don't do it. Okay. And with that, I'd like to uh, conclude the, uh, the interview. Thank, Thank you very you, much for participating. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. The video version of this podcast can be accessed via innovationroundtable.online. The Innovation Roundtable online network is your portal to a wide variety of exclusive content, including video presentations, interviews, insights reports, and articles. Not only that, innovationroundtable.online is also a place where you can connect with other corporate innovators, share experiences, request collaborations, and gain inspiration from your peers. 
Our network is exclusively for innovation practitioners in large firms. So visit innovationroundtable.online to discover more and request your seven-day free trial account.